Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Hello, Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. How's your storytelling going? How's your uh, advertising? Your <laughs> gee, just about everything in the creative space going? Do you do? Have you done any of that before, Lana? I haven't. And in answer to your first question, I think my storytelling could always get better. Yep. I'm actually really bad at telling a funny joke. Yes, yes, I do know that. <laughs> Fully aware of that. Uh, we do have a very special guest in the studio here today. He is Gavin Bain, and you will know him as the primary meerkat, but he, they're not meerkats anymore. Gavin mm. Bain, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much, Lana. What are you very now? Nice what, what are you now, Gavin? I am now the managing partner of Wonderman Thompson here in Perth. Um, our clients have kind of. Um, Given us the moniker of Wondercats as a nice little combination. But formally, we are Wonderman Thompson, which is a global agency network. Very, I, very happy to be part of that. Yeah, can I just say from the outset, congratulations. Thank um, you. What a, what a wonderful get from them to, to get you and your crew. Um, without doubt, I mean, in Western Australia, uh, you've, you've been trailblazing that communications, advertising space, that creative agency type that uh, I think you've been even batting well above your average because you, you're just good at what you do. Yeah, and Nick, what a great get from them. I'm blushing. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. And I think it's um, uh, it was a hard thing to walk away from the Meerkats brand, but mm. it was the right thing to do for our people, the right thing to do for our clients. And I, I actually think it's the right thing for the um, marketing community of WA as well because I think it allows us to continue to grow and to, to do great stuff for the clients here uh, and nationally as well. What, what's been your secret from Meerkats? From the, the very day Meerkats emerged, it, it, it was very different. What, what's been your secret there to, to success? Uh, yeah, when we started the same uh, year as Facebook, yeah. um, Facebook did wow. marginally better um, <laughs> over time. But um, at that time, Mike Edmonds and Rory Duncan, who were the founders of Meerkats originally, um, popped out of another local agency, Market Force. And what they um, they basically wanted to create a pairing of a creative and a strategist, as opposed to a traditional agency mix of art director and copywriter, um, with a little bit of strategic help. So that strategy and creative pairing is the background. But they could also see um, with Facebook's emergence, they could see the consumer lens changing and the consumer starting to take control. Because of course, advertising before social was very um, push messages to you. Mm. And we all know what's happened now is that it's a very much consumer in control. Yeah. So the other thing um, that has been a, uh, the secret sauce has been probably about four or five years in, um, I joined and um, we came across conscious capitalism as a movement um, and pretty quickly um, started to transfer the business. It's always, we've always been a change-making idea and we've transferred that into Wonderman Thompson as well, is that purpose and purpose-led um, thinking in regards to organisations leads to um, higher quality engagement with your staff, um, which leads to greater innovation for your products and services that allows you to amplify and market more effectively. 
It's brilliant, Lana. It's it's sort of, and we're hearing a lot of that sort of purpose-driven uh, businesses there that get more out of their people. They get more results, get more for their clients, because it's just a it's just a mindset. It's a it's a mindset that's changed, and you get better results from it. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's a huge consumer trend as well. I mean, we know that people want to buy from brands that are more transparent, they are more values driven and purpose purpose driven. But this is obviously back in early 2000s, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So we launched in 2004. So 2008, so nobody was talking about purpose at that point. No. No, we came across a, a, a guy who wrote the book on purpose, a guy called Raj Sisodia and had started Conscious Capitalism. Um, Ronnie Duncan and I went to a couple of the conferences early on. Um, at one point, we were um, talking about only dealing with purpose-led businesses, but we probably would have gone out of business at that point because no yeah. one was doing it. But we decided that we would become a purpose-led business. And so the secret source of Meerkats and um, across the journey was always that we were purpose-led and that allowed us to build an amazing culture. Um, it also differentiated us with our clients. And over the years, as people have turned to purpose, um, people have, um, you know, have organisations have come closer to that thought. And now we're finding um, Wonderman Thompson has a purpose. Yep. A lot of our clients have um, purpose. Um, when we talk about purpose, and you mentioned brand, um, uh, I don't believe in the um, philosophy of purpose for us is um, we don't believe in brand purpose. Mm. We believe in organisational purpose. Awesome. That that actually um, links to your brand. Because brands are still required to sell. Yeah. Um, and purpose, I, you know, when you see a purpose-led ad, you can spot it a mile away. <laughs> yeah, sure. the purpose is to sell. Correct. Um, <laughs> so purpose is a higher order thought that organisationally lines. And that's what's happened and the reason for the, the merge and what we've uh, the, the reason we've done it is because we're operating at a much higher level. We're operating um, – a lot of agencies operate at the marketing level and with the CMO. Um, we absolutely love working with CMOs, but we're also dealing with boards, yeah. CEOs, executive teams, HR departments, culture drivers – um, that's the, the secret source is that you need to be connected through the organisation for best effect. Fantastic. Can I ask where, where the Australian market is in terms of, I guess, businesses and organisations but also consumers being governed by, you know, purpose as a driver when they're making purchasing decisions? Yeah, I think um, from what um, I see, and we do a lot of work nationally, so um, even prior to the merge we were doing that, um, I think that a lot of people have switched in purpose um, vision for purpose, ah. and so you tend to have um, you know purpose and vision and mission, and th- there's a whole range of things now. I think that um, I am seeing um, a lot more connectivity. Um, a good example locally is I think the RAC have really got their purpose, vision, mission yeah. um, really well connected. Mm. Um, you know, very um, very strong in that space. But um, I, you do still come across organisations that are just trying to get the line right yes, and not really acting on it. Purpose is, um, is a behaviour um, changer. It needs to be motivating um, and it needs to be action-oriented. Awesome. Um, if, if it's not, then it's just a, a statement. Just a word. Just a statement. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the fear, isn't it? Because I mean, what you actually do, your people, I, I think, you know, they'd go to war for you. Like they, they literally love what they do. Mm. Uh, you create that environment there for them. Uh, how important? I mean, I, I'm sort of. It's a leading question that's heading down a pathway. I know where it's heading, but the people that you do surround you, like you're, you're good at what you do, Gavin. But it's it's very important for you to have the right people and obviously purpose driven people. Yeah, I think um, part of the methodology is that money comes last. Um, 
which is um, part of what we, we operate in a model called the Purpose Circle, the um, Circle of Truth. And um, money comes, we believe that, because we believe in good capitalism. Yeah. Um, and, which, and there is bad capitalism. But capitalism is a very important construct of our modern yeah, era. Um, but, without it, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> absolutely. But, but, but I mean, but even just that, you know, for a lot of businesses, they would struggle to take that on, mm. that money comes last. Yeah. I mean, you know, ultimately, they will say, well, we need to pay the bills. We're in it for money. We're in it to make a, a quid. But you're saying this this purpose side of it is 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 that's the that's the result of yeah I think that um, all businesses and meerkats was exactly the same is that at some points in your journey um, just prior to Christmas when everyone is stopping advertising um, is a good example is that um, people in my business um, know that there's Gav's Christmas specials because as an independent we really need to get through that period yeah. um, <laughs> so you know it's. Money is uh, money is very important to a business. It's the way you get there that is most important. So for us, the decision came um, around. For back to your people question, is um, to have the mindset of having a business that um, is around for a very long time and whose objective is to give the talent within that business the very pe- best chance of achieving and developing because the other part is as a business in Perth, Western Australia, a lot of people leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've always had the, the opinion that I want to um, create the best possible people at, um, at Wonderman Thompson and at Meerkats and uh, infect the world with our thinking. Um, so <laughs> we've got a, I've got a little map and the map has got all the people who are ex-Meerkats and Wonderman Thompson now who are then pushing on because that's important from the merge perspective. Mm. Wonderman Thompson, my people can now go and work anywhere in the world. Um, wow. you know, across, you know, there's, there's 90 agencies, 20,000 people. It's, you know, it's an incredibly big network. Watch out, Kev. I'm going to hit you up for a job. Now, uh, (laughs) some of the campaigns that you've been a part of. um, Now, we had the wonderful Carmen Braidwood on only a couple of weeks ago and she she mentioned 96FM's um, advertising campaign, which I remember and I saw and I went, that was just hit the mark. And it was one of the most successful media campaigns, I think, not just in Western Australia, but uh, Australia-wide. Um, she talked very highly of you. We, we, we forgot what company you work for now, because but we'll, you'll always be a meerkat to us. Sorry to the good people at Wonderman and Thompson. Um, but what was it like to work on that kind of program? Because that, that is media. You, you took a brand that was it was sitting in the in the oh well, I was going to say cesspool, but the sitting in the you know the water the, the very calm waters to, to turning it into a massive wave. Mm. Yeah, I mean I think for us um, when ninety six FM came, it was um, uh, Brad McNally. Um, yep. came and approached us, um, super passionate, but really wanted to take 96 back to, to where it um, where it had originally started. And back to its roots. I'm, I'm old enough to remember I was a gold card holder and <laughs> it was, you know, I used to go to the 96 FM 10 buck gigs. And, awesome. Um, but, yeah, so really purpose is actually um, about heritage and yes. about Genesis thoughts. Mm. Um, and where did it start from? So whenever we're talking about purpose, we always go back to the archive. We go back to the Genesis thought. And when you have a look at the Genesis thought of 96FM at that point, um, and you look at there was nothing wrong. Like was, there was nothing broken at that point. They'd walked away from a lot of the heritage. Yeah. And, and even when you, you talk to any consumer, it was because, yes, I think it was, a, it was a fantastic campaign. They went, from, they went back to number one very quickly um, on the, off the back of it. But that was really only re-expressing their truth mm. for more potency. Yeah. That's what purpose does. And so to go back and say, why don't we start doing the things that we used to do again 
but in a contemporary way. Yeah. Um, and that's how it works. Because when we, um, we, we always do a manifesto as part of the uh, purpose piece of work. Um, and we, we actually put their manifesto on a wall so that people, um, rock stars, could stand in front of it. But when you got someone like Bon Jovi standing in front of the manifesto and reading it and going, yeah, man, that is unbelievable, you ah, know you've nailed it. That's oh. awesome. Tom Bon Jovi, you just got Lana Hill very excited there. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, you go back to the basics. Yeah. I think you, sometimes when you're, you're on that journey as a business, you, you sometimes do take different pathways and you do lose a little bit of the focus but if you add to your point there, Gavin, around purpose-driven, if that is there from the very beginning, you really can't get off track, can you? No. And it's, it's a decision-making tool. Yeah. You know, and this is the um, – and sometimes you're going to come across decisions that are very, very difficult. But, um, for example, when we did the Ironet campaign, we um, we created the little Irish guy um, who's still around today. Oh, he, wow. He is with some other agency. Drives um, me mad, that guy. Um, yeah, but he's been – that's a single creative platform created from – uh, from a purpose statement, which was liberate the internet from the big telephone companies. Yeah, and so oh, back wow. in that back at that point in time when we created it, Ionet were looking at moving into mobile phone technology, and it, they weren't internet capable. So the decision from them was that they wouldn't move into it until it was. Yeah. So saved them an enormous amount of money, um, and um, kept them focused and on track. Do you still have their contract? No. Well, can I just tell you, Ionet, get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They just fell over. They did actually. They, they just fell over. It's because possibly because they don't have you on board, Gavin. Um, <laughs> look, obviously, new ownership, new business. It was. It's. It is in. It's taken a very different direction. But that is a good example of one that's lost its purpose because it did deviate from where it was started. Because Michael Malone heading it up, you would have been, and I know how passionate he is around it and what a, what a thrill that would have been to be working with him. But you turn that business into one of the biggest players in the country. Mm. Yeah, and you know, we, we've always loved that brand. But, I mean, yeah. I think that's the um, – it's a great case study, and I think from a creative perspective, it's like a single investment in a quality piece of creative linked to a purpose and a, and a proper objective, and it's lasted for How 15 long? years. Yeah. And it's I, awesome. It's just that little investment. It's 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 sometimes – well, when I say little investment, it probably was a large investment to begin with, but if you do it right from the beginning – then, you know, it does have uh, a lot more time, a lot more um, uh, greenfields in front of it where it can actually go and be part of who you are for longer, decades, if not more. Mm. You just have to little, just put little peppered more um, results in. One of the other big campaigns I loved what you did, uh, Gav, was uh, Smash a Straw. And, and it all came from – and you, you you would have seen this, Lana. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Just to set the scene for everyone, um, the strawberry industry was in, in, in real diabolical – Yeah, quite sad, really. It was because they were basically being targeted by terrorists, and I'll, I'll use the word terrorists because throwing a couple of needles into uh, into strawberries where people just said, no, I'm not buying them anymore. And that, you know, that was that was tough. But you came up with this. This just was a, a little bit of a was it an overnight thing? Tell us how that all came together. Because <laughs> next thing I know, you're, you're on you're on a six PR talking to Gareth Parker. You're on the project. You're doing all the kind of things nationally. How did it all come together? Yeah, well, look, in the, it was Gareth's idea. Let's um, let's be clear. Oh, Gareth, Gareth started it. Don't, Gareth don't Parker. Want give, don't want to give him too much publicity. But no, Gareth <laughs> Gareth, Gareth um, had um, made the call. Yeah, and said, Gav, I really want to do something for the strawberry industry. Um, this was at 7.15 a.m. in the morning. He was going on at 8.30 in the morning. Wow. I uh, said, need an idea. What can you do? Um, 
I've always been the. I, I actually started my my um, career on client side and then went across into agency, and I fell in love with creativity. Yep. Um. So the creatives in our business, um, I've always loved. I am I am not like them. Um, yep. But I love working with creative people. So, um, and so any opportunity to get them to. Um, to do something special because, you know, in the end, for, if you're a creative, 95% of your life is a rejection. Yeah. Um, so to give them the opportunity to do something like this, and particularly with the way that the philosophy of what we did, smash a straw perfect. So I rang um, Josh Edge and Ricky Burns, who were um, a couple of my creatives at the time. One hour, so, 15 you got, boys. Yeah. No, but it was, it was, it was literally, <laughs> here's the problem. Um, it was a, you know, it's, it was a brief. Yeah. In a five-minute conversation, I gave them literally 10 minutes to think about something rang uh, Josh back again and he gave me about seven ideas and one of them was uh, hashtag, hashtag smash a straw. Oh, I love it. Um, use social media. I think smash a straw is um, – and, and then Gareth took it yeah, um, and popped it on air. But what happened and the thing that is most instructive about smash a straw is that it's the connection between um, creativity, um, a reasonable um, – brief yeah <laughs> uh, although it was very fast it was uh, <laughs> um, but also i think then the use of traditional media uh, and pr yeah as a combination and actively managing it yes um, because 6pr um, banged on about it um, for the next three four days mm. um, repeatedly it went from show to show to show to show across a day period um, it then got um, pr coverage every piece of pr was then amplified uh, and it took on a life of its own. So uh, it, it, it took a number of moving parts to make it happen. Um, but the, the biggest thing about it was that you had to cultivate the idea and keep on fertilising it and pushing it, as it was, while it was happening. It's, it's, it's an amazing piece of media because not just as a movement, but the way that it was obviously brought together in a very short period of time, uh, generated by a uh, broadcaster and then obviously media, which, you know, a lot of people are critical of media in for, for a lot of the negativity that goes on. But yep. when they do come together, and, and what's beautiful when you see the creative side and the media side and, uh, and PR come together, they can do some amazing things. And and that's a great example of it. it. Did that save the industry? I mean, from, from I mean, obviously we, we saw a strawberry industry the the following year and the following year after that. But is it it did, what kind of accolades? What kind of return did you get for that? Or is it just part of that purpose driven uh, opportunity that uh, Meerkats back in the day did? Yeah, I mean, I, I it, look it won lots of awards and got recognised, um, you know, across for you know in social media. Um, it we went looking, um, you know high and far for effectiveness results. Uh, what we do know is is that um, at the point in time that um, we started the idea, um, dumpage rates of strawberries were, were um, mm. really, really high. Wow. At the point in time that the campaign then launched, um, over the next few days, the dumpage rate, dumpage rate shrunk. Yep. Awesome. So whether it saved the industry, they, they, they were always going to have a lot of trouble in that season. Like They probably lost that season because of the – Yeah. Um, but – um, there were it actually I'm sure that it, that it helped yeah. um, talking to the strawberry industry associations nationally and trying to get statistics difficult but it, you know obviously they felt like it helped oh I've still got far- frozen strawberries in my freezer now <laughs> that's that we <laughs> have lovers for years have lovers for years in my smoothies I think that was the beauty of it though it really mobilized consumers to feel like they could do something mm. you know they had the power as consumers to really fight against you know the evil agricultural terrorism. 
<laughs> that and, we're experiencing. And it was super positive. Yes. You know, I think, yeah, it was everything was negative. And I think it's that's the creativity of it is let's turn this from from a big negative mm. into a something that people can take hold of. And that's the power of social media is yeah. that you can harness the goodness and, and people power to push. When you're doing campaigns, is it easier to do something like that that has a, a good uh, result, a good drive, uh, as opposed to something where you're looking to sell a product or a service? Is it easier to do that than it is to do the, the big sell? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that it certainly helps. And that's where I think purpose orientation can help. Um, I think I, I'm a um, big proponent of um, strategy and strategic thinking and aligning that through because a lot of um, the marketing industry and a lot um, there's a lot of tactical work that goes on in the industry. Yeah. Um, in accounting, there's no new P&L. Yeah. In marketing, there's no new marketing strategy. Marketing strategy is marketing strategy. The tactics that you use underneath it are yes. expanding all the time. But we all need to, um, as professional marketers, you need to be care about the metric, you need to care about the foundations of your strategy, and then the tactics then flow naturally from that. Um, so I think all media are, um, are relevant, but um, I, had, I read a great article this morning about um, digital media and whether they are hot or cold media, because digital is the thing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so when you're choosing your media, um, search engine optimization is an example of cold media. Yep. Yeah. Um, actually engaging on TikTok for a particular demographic is warm. Warm. Because it's engaging. So yep. all campaigns need an element of cold. Yep. Metric, objective, um, building from a base and warm because consumers are still compelled by emotion, heart. Yes. Um, you know, it's got to have head and heart. And that's where I think social media and connecting to your core principle as an organisation delivered through branding and delivered through longer term thinking about your organisation and brand um, will always help with short term activation. Gavin, you've been running around for a little while. What, what has been some of the biggest changes you've seen in the last decade when it comes to communications, when it comes to even media? What, what, have, what have you noticed that has been the most significant change? Um, probably the most significant change for me is, and we've been um, probably probably media landscape yeah. for sure, um, and you know that's why, why um, as a, a leader of a business in the in the industry, I've um, kind of steered towards uh, the strategic side of the of the piece because I think that that is something that is solid and locked. Um, media is very important, but it's it's always changing. Yep. Um, and if you're a client and you're looking to um, to maximise your returns and you're looking at costs, then uh, you, you're always going to try and um, uh, do it yourself. So that's yeah. the other thing that's changed is kind of media, but also clients building their own capability, which yeah. with my client hat on, um, even when I was um, a CMO back in, um, back in my time, um, I had five agencies and I, I was trying to do things myself already. Yeah. I think that's accelerated and I think that the agency role – and the partnership role now is to partner with organisations to help them build capability sure, um, and to partner with them where that capability doesn't exist. And agencies themselves, I mean, agencies seem to be becoming these sort of monoliths of, of, of organisations where um, there's very few, I mean, the beauty, I suppose, of the meerkats that were running around was that independent agency that could mm. do things uh, on the, and pivot and move and change very quickly. Is this where you're seeing agencies move? Is this, are we only going to have one, two, three players in the market? 
No, I don't, I, look, I, I think there's always going to be room for independent agencies and thinkers. It was just the right time for us as we yep. as we grew. Um, but I do think that if if you're working in communications and you're working alongside um, any kind of client, that, that you have to have um, a nimble approach. Yeah. Um, and you need to be very clear as a business about what you're good at and not good at. Um, agencies are um, great land grabbers. So they like to try and grab as much as they can. I, we were always very specific um, and we'll continue to be very specific about what we're really great at. I think you've got to position yourself well to work with your clients because um, you, you just can't be all things to all people. I want to just tap into just one of the people that work with you, Mel Weiss, who uh, <laughs> I loved. There was an interview she did on 6PR. Uh, it was around branding and it was a discussion on something that was a little bit uh, uh, PC around branding, uh, the naming of, let's say, cheese, uh, the Coon Cheese oh. brand. <laughs> um, there were issues with Redskins, the, the lolly and... I love the way Mel just told it how it was, even though she got a lot of like uh, return back from the presenter who didn't quite agree with her, mm. but delivered it beautifully. How important is it to be able to express yourselves as a as an agency, as an individual within your agency? Yeah, uh, to do that. Yeah, I mean Mel Weiss is one of the most talented thinkers I've ever met. Yeah. Um, uh, she came to us from Grey, New York. She's a Perth girl, but she's um she's an amazing thinker, but. Um, very quick on her feet. Um, she was heavily baited that day. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it was but, probably but, but a topic I, I wouldn't, as a brand, go into to, to, to battle. But, no, but I think she but handled I, but herself beautifully. Yeah, but I think it is, you know it's an important topic, and I think that um, as professionals, you need to be. Um, I think there is um, political correctness, etc. But I do think that our opinion counts, mm. and that brands are very keen to understand what a marketing professional thinks about what they could and should do. So, um, mm. you know, I trust Mel to get it right 99.9% of the time. Um, she's not short of an opinion. Uh, I love that about <laughs> her. Um, and I think she did a great job. So, and I, and, you know, I think for I think she was right too. Oh, I think she's spot on. Yeah, no, and but, you know, this is it. We're all challenged. There's always an, a different opinion. There's mm. a different position on everything. And um, I, I fear for those that don't stand by their, their personal oh, opinion. Their exactly. Because it's like if you're not being authentic and real – and just going along with it, I think you're, you're gonna you're gonna fall over for anything. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Gav, we're getting close to the the end. Um, I'd also to the. I mean, we talked about communications and the future of that, but where to for you? Where, where I mean, you're taking the Wonderman Thompson cats to, to places <laughs> of new new things. Where where are you heading to? Uh, yeah, the the where I w- would like to take things, and I think that over the journey with um, with Meerkats, we um, we were coming up more and more against um, pitches against consultants, um, against frames where, you know, we've got a couple of really large digital transformation projects on our books now um, that require data, analytics, and the Wonderman Thompson and the WPP opportunity for us is to actually tap into that. Yeah. Um, the other part of it is that I think that um, what we offer, because we actually made the approach. Yeah, um, Okay. And um, we did it because it was strategically correct for us. We didn't go and shop ourselves around. We went directly to Wonderman Thompson. Awesome. Um, because we could that Wonderman Thompson has emerged in its own right. Um, yeah. And we could see what they were doing and it looked like meerkats. Yeah. So um, for us, what we bring to the table is if you would like to be a purpose-led business on a larger scale, we've been doing it for, for 16 years. Um, we've got the methodologies and the IP. Yeah. And, you know, Perth, we've got um, an incredibly talented bunch of people here locally in Perth, and I believe that they deserve the opportunity to have an impact nationally and globally, and I think they can. So that's what I want to do is set them free. 
It's oh, awesome. It is good. Can I can I be so cheeky as to ask the the tourism the tourism account? It, it's held over in Sydney. I mean, I knew yes. this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I was thinking about this earlier. No, well, look, I, I'm just going to ask. I mean, your personal opinion on that, and and I'm not taking the meerkats or the Wonder Thompson cats. Wanda Thompson um, position on it. What's the Gavin Bain um, vision of well, belief on that? Yeah, look, I would love for um, all organisations domiciled in Perth, Western Australia, particularly government agencies, to only use West Australian agencies. Yep. Um, but I also think that our geography is shrinking. Yeah. Yep. And um, we need to be good enough to compete. And I go to Sydney and Melbourne and I pinch business from over there. Yes. And no one bats an eyelid. So we need, to, we need to be as good as we possibly can be. When I, um, when I see production dollars flowing out or when I see uh, money leaving the state, when I think there is perfectly good options here, unlike anyone else, is that I would prefer that it stuck here. I, I do. I love what you said, though, before, because now part of Wanda Thompson, you've got that ability now to use everyone and you can potentially steal those kind of contracts back, being a major entity that it is. And uh, now, well done to you. And also, feel like sometimes I feel like you've just been given the keys to the Lamborghini or something like that. Because <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look, Wonderman Thompson was a, was actually had an agency here in Perth, and they um, they were actually one of the first agencies um, from the east coast. They actually won the RAC account, ah. but, but they actually opened an agency here, and they employed people here. And oh, cool. now with the merge, we're now 55 people. And our intention is to um, to build West Australian capability. So I think that um, if agencies are thinking about it, then I, I think they should commit to the place too because you, know, yeah. you don't want sunsets disappearing over the hills because no. that's, not, that's not what happens really, is it? No, it's not. And you know what? Wonderful, wonderful to see that there is potentially a centre of excellence here in Western Australia for – for communications, That's advertising, and and the whole lot. Well, there you go, Lana. Now, before, before, hang on, hang on, hang on. I almost <laughs> hang broke, on. broke my own protocols and the old <laughs> strategy. I almost I lost my ready. purpose. I lost my purpose well, there. Well, get back to it, Nico. For a second, Lana. <laughs> um, Gavin, we always finish off the podcast with a little bit of advice that you might give to someone out there that's, you know, looking to communicate better, to, to engage media in a better way. What, what, what advice would you give? Uh, yeah, I, I was probably um, – I've – been terrible at it personally, and Nick would you, know you, that from my media, media table, stable experience. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I think that I think that you, as a professional, you need to plan for it. Yeah, you need to think about your own profile. Uh, you need to think about um, your personal objective and the and the objective of your organisation. Yep. Um, I've always found that there's lots of people who can support you, but it's a really important component of building your own um, your own professional profile, and you've got to take control of it. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, I've always been had a level of anxiousness about um, uh, dealing with media. I always found um, whenever I get thrown a question, I'm I'm not like Mel Weiss, and I'm not great uh, on the fly. Well, you've done pretty well here today, oh, I took Gavin. The words right out of my mouth. <laughs> done pretty well here today. <laughs> Off the mark, no questions, no pre, no no pre questions put in front of you. No, look, it is wonderful. But what you did say too, and and I think you sometimes you don't necessarily have to be. Uh, engaging the media if the media is coming direct to you and asking for your advice and commentary. And I think that's the most powerful position you can be in yeah, when you're recognised for what you do, even though you haven't overtly gone out to, to publish and push yourself out there, which is sort of partly what you do as a business anyway. So <laughs> it sort of goes against it all. Uh, hey, uh, Gavin, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, if, if anyone wants to get in, involved with Wonderman Thompson, 
Cats. Wonder Cats. Uh, Wonder Cats. <laughs> if they want to get involved, how do they how do they get reach out to you? Uh, we've got a lovely big office in uh, Subiaco Jollymont here, yes, so five eight eight Hay Street, and you can um, you can spot us up. Just Google Wonderman Thompson. Wonderman Thompson, and uh, it's great to have Wonderman Thompson here on the grounds of Western Australia. Hey, Lana, <laughs> good little podcast. Yeah, strategy and purpose. I'm a happy girl. Purpose, Two of my favourite things. Purpose is something that we haven't actually tapped into heavily in the. Uh, we have just different different words, different, different words, but it's, yeah. it's it's good to hear it and good to see how it, it plays out. Great chat. Well, thanks for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Oh, sometimes I always get that mixed up. <laughs> um, look forward to having your company when we have a chat to another media or another expert. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.